If you don't know your boxing all right now, you're about to learn as a vacation. You feel me, them? This is Quindell Evans, bluepoetry.com. Blue is the color of dream, imagination, everything in between. Poet is the orator inscribed with the power to open the eye. Tree is the seed that branches off and leaves and grows wherever it goes. Bluepoetry.com. Three words. You feel me, them? Three words. Bluepoetry.com. Alright, so Welcome to the Blue Poetry Podcast Don't ask me why I did that accent I'm with my brother Trav And we're gonna talk Part 2 If you've seen um, If you heard the podcast or seen the video With, with uh, When Trav was on the Blue Poetry Podcast In 2019, that's last year We talked about The importance of what do we talk about? Um, what's the importance of it? Just um, yeah, I, we talked about the importance of of sports, the importance of athletics, the importance of black people being in these communities where people are doing outdoor sports and extreme sports. We talked about you know we things amo- things along those lines. So I guess we're gonna hit part two. And Trav, uh, he's going to tell you a little more about his experience, you know, in uh, abroad, you know, in other places other than New York, other than Brooklyn, um, where he was getting into different types of outdoor sports, the different experience he has. So I look forward to hearing some of that, you know. Um, first thing first, though, what what. Let's introduce yourself. Tell the people your name, a little bit about you, and shit like that. Well, um, what's good? <laughs> uh, my name is Travis. Travis Basora. My name is Travis Basora. I'm b- from Brooklyn, New York, Flabbish, Brooklyn. 22 years old. College dropout. Twice. Uh, <laughs> um,. I like to run. I'm a rock climber. I consider myself a rock climber. Um, I'm a coach. And um, some things that I do, I mean, right now, I could, like the kind of things that I'm into, the kind of things that I'm doing, I'm coaching. So like I do, I'm a, I'm a track coach, coach after school track. This company called Run for Fun. It's a nonprofit. I've worked with nonprofits the past couple of years doing the I guess community work or athletic kind of stuff that I'm into. I was just, I just completed a AmeriCorps program in Skowhegan, Maine with a nonprofit called Outdoor Sports Institute. Um, basically this town was, uh, the town has been trying to put in this whitewater recreation park for the past like 24 years. And they have this, um, Nonprofit that's in town called Main Tree Skowhegan, and they partnered with Outdoor Sp- Sports Institute, and they applied for a grant to get an AmeriCorps-funded um, program, um, and it was called the Skowhegan Outdoor Recreation Program. So they hired on three coaches, um, and I applied um, myself and two other employees, and I worked there for ten months, putting on free outdoor recreation programs for the town, getting people active, and just like you know, making them want 
to know more about what's going on and what's going to be put into the town and what's going to be accessible and making it more accessible and just increasing the accessibility to outdoor recreation. Um, and now that I'm back in Brooklyn, I'm working, I'm back coaching track, but I'm going to be focusing on building more community through rock climbing, um, uh, through a gym, um, multiple gyms, creating communities and clubs and stuff like that. Also, with the track club that I just joined, um, going to be doing more of that and getting more people involved in that um, community network of coaching as well and getting more education spread and getting more people empowered and you know yeah those are the kind of things that I'm into and doing right now I guess so what were you doing when you were in Maine specifically you're just saying like generally you were out there training like tell people about the different sports you were doing because as I'm um, as far as I know, black people don't swim, and as far as I remember, you didn't know how to swim before you went, and I'm assuming you was in the water, and you might know how to swim now, so if you do, let us know if you learn how to swim, what kind of water activities, what kind of climbing activities, what kind of biking activities, running activities, what what different things are you doing, because, uh, you know, I, wa- I, wa- I want people to know, like, the different type of sports that's out there, the different type of activities and exercises we could do in all different arenas and how easy it is to learn because if you learn how to swim in a few months and you're probably more advanced than a lot of people now based on the fact that you probably have professional training and stuff like that, this is is, is amazing. And this is amazing to know that you are such a uh, an extreme athlete and didn't even know how to swim. So... They had black men who didn't know how to swim. <laughs> Let us know what what kind of what kind of yeah t- 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 yeah. What's the swimming story? So the swimming story is the crazy thing about swimming is it's been one of the things that's been uh, not a, a thing that's been it's been a big factor in my life because um, I was a Boy Scout when I was younger. Um, I might have touched on this in the last episode, maybe, but. I was a Boy Scout because I was in middle school and I was just wilding. I was doing a lot of bad things, getting suspended, um, elementary school as well. I was just having a bad academic career up until that point in middle school. I was just, I mean, actually I was, I was a pretty good student, but extracurricular things I was getting into um, was hindering my performance and my perception to like my parents and the school as well. So my mom was um, going back to school and she needed some guidance or some help with me so she sent me to the Boy Scouts so here I go I went to the Boy Scouts and um, I learned about a lot of things you know it's not just camping yeah, and stuff like that have to be quiet, right? but because like the mic can't hear y'all can only hear him but oh, yeah okay. the, um, the Boy Scouts okay. was something that was I wasn't really. I was. A, it was. It was given to me. I wasn't really into it. I wasn't really into it at the time. Um, but I advanced through it. Um, but I got to a certain point and I needed to learn how to swim. And I couldn't. 
I went to I went to I went to uh, the the summer camp. I went to the summer camp and I I never learned how to swim. I didn't get in, I get in pool like I didn't, something happened. I didn't know how to swim. And that was the whole point of me going away to the summer camp. And I got to a certain point in Boy Scouts where I couldn't really advance to the highest level because I was because I was um, because I didn't know how to swim. So anyway, Boy Scouts didn't really. Go get that far because I know how to swim fast. How did you learn how to swim in Maine? So, so recently I went to Maine um, and I went there specifically doing water sports. I'm a rock climber and a runner. So I was looking for things to round me out as an outdoor recreation coach or ambassador or just like getting, getting to know another side of athletics. So whitewater recreation park is what they're implementing. So um, I had a whitewater recreation um, training which was called Swiftwater Rescue. Um, so basically that's a training to learn how to rescue or help people in a rescue situation if somebody needs help. And it's actually and a drowning lot of drowning or a boat flipping, strangers in the water, a bunch of different situations. A lot of it that I'm really familiar with because there's a lot of rope involved. Because to save someone you need to throw a rope, you need to do some shifts, you need to anchor yourself. And that has to do a lot of things with like climbing, you need to anchor yourself to different points on the, on the, on the rock. So I'm familiar with those kind of things. So it wasn't that hard, but I needed to learn how to swim. So I took a, a class, and I've been taking these kind of classes sporadically throughout my life, but I just never really got it. Um, uh, so I really put the like the work in, the time to do it. I, I, I went to the, I went to the swimming classes, and I was doing the classes and stuff, and I did it, and I, I really learned in like a week, really. And I took the I took the swimwater rescue rescue class. I passed that. I got it, and then I started doing like rap whitewater rafting and. Um, whitewater kayaking as well, a lot of kayaking, a lot of canoeing, um, and I started to look, I started to think about why don't black people swim, or like why are we hindered by this, like yo, black people don't swim, it's like a thing, it's like why it's a cool thing to think, but it's like a lot of the times when we had um, pools in our neighborhoods, they were, um, they were, we were removed, or we, or we would go to other pools, and we were, we were removed, or they, they would like put stuff in the water to, to make us get out of the water, and um, I was actually working on like writing some pieces about it, but I never really fin finished out with that. But, yeah, I'm not so now, and I'm doing more kayaking, and canoeing, and stuff like that. I've been, like, I used to kayak, I used to kayak in the Hudson River when I was younger. Um, not, not, not that much younger, but, like, in high school. Um, when they have, they have a lot of things going on people don't take advantage of, and it's like, you go to these things now. I remember when Brooklyn Bridge Park opened up, people wasn't going, people, like, from my like, I'm from Flatbush, wasn't really going over there. But, like, I know people, like, from over here, like, I mean, the Bronx, people are not going to go to Brooklyn Bridge Park. But, like, in certain parts of Brooklyn, like, East New York, you know. From the Bronx, a lot of people travel to Brooklyn Bridge Park. But, like, Brooklyn Bridge Park is, like, it's like a tourist center now. So, like, those those things, those kayaking, free kayaking, and this and that, it's, like, people, those people, like, taking, are, like, taking uh, advantage of, of those things. And it's, like, people that are living here aren't. And these opportunities are right there, like, kayaking, canoeing. If you're interested in those things, you know, they even have, like, basketball training stuff no. all around the city for free there's a bunch of different things going on so I'm just focused on like looking for those opportunities like there's a bunch of like fellowships like this job that I just had was just like me searching just like looking for opportunities like knowing that I don't really have the funds to up and you know pay for certain things so I wanted to take myself out of this environment to just you know I know the kind of person I am I could get into any kind of opportunities so when I was out there like I was doing many things. Like I got this job, so I was set there. So I was like, 
ground, like grounded myself somewhere, and then like I was in the community, so I was able to branch out to other things. Like I connected with someone at the farmers market, and I started working with the, with the farm there. So I was I was I was interested in farming and growing and stuff like that. So that brings us up into Brooklyn. Um, so I was able to expand on that. There was a vegetable garden. I was able to learn the whole process of from, from growing and tending to the to the to the vegetables to the to the to getting it out to the farmers market and everything. So that was a great like almost like an internship within the internship, and I was able to like other herbs and other things as well um, and just meet like you know like I'm in the community you know like I'm able to like expand and grow and meet other people and make other connections and, and do other things you know it's all about connections I think at the end of the day so I'm able to like if I need to go back to me I got connections I'm going back to me for sure forever you know I'm always gonna have connections and everywhere anywhere you go the connections and the more connections you make and building up together I hope I think will make you um, get where you need to go. So, you said that black people, uh, like, have this, well, you, you, it made, you thought about how black people have this stigma around swimming and stuff like that. And it made me think about, like, I can imagine when it comes to free kayaking in Brooklyn Bridge Park, you know, Somebody like, nah, I ain't doing that. What if you fall in the water, or you know, or whatever? I, you know, what I'm saying, just we might have an excuse, you know. And I think we, as a people, are changing, you know. And one of the things I want to say is we need to, in a way, kind of. Take back, like, take back what's ours, you know. And 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 as a black man, I feel like everything is mine. That's just how I feel personally as a black man. And I feel like in in my song about the black, mm, about the black, the second verse starts. I'll never take something white and make it black. But I might make something white and take it back. They teach us white history, erase the black, but we the first ones to be, and that's a fact. You feel me? So do you think taking something like kayaking or canoeing or say swimming and doing it as a black people and community making community around those things is making it black? It's not making it black, it's taking it back. It's like, the whole point is... Yeah, we made the first fucking boats and canoes. We made the first boats and canoes and all that shit to come, not just here, but anywhere, you know? Because we did that shit. And that's a fact. We did all of that. And the whole point is, if was, if if I was to say to anybody in this living room right now who want to go kayaking, they might, they might, they might not, they might, they might be with it. But the whole point is, we 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 have a stigma. We say shit like, "Oh, that's some white people shit," uh-huh. and then we give it to them like that's just theirs. Like they don't own kayaking. You feel me? Like, like they didn't invent the shit. You feel me? They didn't invent a kayak. They didn't invent. They didn't invent the boat. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> they didn't invent the boat. Yeah. They didn't invent the boat. What are we talking about? There ain't no white people shit. Yeah. They ain't invent the boat, and I feel like. We have the stigma, so we kind of give it to them, and 
if we kind of take it back and realize, like, nah, you know, we made the boat. It's us. Kayaking is our shit. It will kind of allow more of us to kind of be with it. Sometimes we got to have black people. As black people, we're family-centered. You know, we're family. We're we're, we're blood first type vibe. You know? So when we do activities, we succeed during act we it succeed best we only succeed the greatest at activities where we have to collaborate with each other create these cultures you know create little families create little ties yeah. you know in music there's there's labels you know in music there's 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 people you work with that you become family with know down the line and sports black people dominate because the team you're on is like family you know it's like your brothers when you're playing with them even if you go to another team and you play against the team you was just on you still gonna respect your brothers you know after the game y'all gonna hug and talk like you feel me y'all probably still chill during the off season because y'all family now so i feel like when we create a culture around kayaking that's like that, mm-hmm. that has that family vibe, yeah. then black people will will, <coughs> will be drawn to it more. Maybe I'm reaching like we don't need all of that, but I'm just saying like it's a stigma we have where things like that aren't as appealing, so people like you are breaking that stigma, breaking that line breaking that wall down and, and create and creating a bridge yeah, yeah. instead of a wall industry, instead of a barrier industry of, industry of itself of some of these sports um, rock climbing kayaking whatever the fuck it might be are they're feeding into the the division or the not the division or whatever but like you know this is expensive to get into it's not just it's not a cheap thing it's like you for any kind of Sport, you think about any kind of sport that we're supposedly into and what's some white people shit. Think about the sports that we dominate. Basketball, football. What do you need to really get into those sports? You need a ball. You could play You could play football on the street with your friends. Those are the things we dominate. Those are things that we do because those are the things that we do when we in the hood, you know. But uh, uh, if you think about a ice skating rink, where do you see that at in the hood? Or where do you see that we don't play those things because that's not accessible to us because it's necessarily we can't afford it. Like a basketball, you need a hoop and a ball. Those other things, you need gear. You gotta have the commitment. You gotta have the culture as well. You gotta have somebody to tell you and your family that, yo, this is good, or like show you to do this. It's like nobody's gonna just up and do it necessarily if you're not seeing somebody else do it. Um, and it's not, it's not as, like I was just in Canada and you see ice skating rinks everywhere. Like in the park, it's right there. Like it's just there. But here, you don't really see, I mean, you got, there's racing in recent parks, but it's not like, the culture isn't around it. It's like once in a while, like, it's like, I mean, I guess once in a while, obviously, because you have seasons, but. So you're saying, like, in places like Canada and other places, because there's ice skating rinks, there's more, yeah, there's more accessible ice skating rinks. It's more frequent. You see it more frequent, so it's kind of a cultural thing. Like, people put these things into the culture. It's there. It's not just like 
it's there. It's not just like, oh, it comes up and you have to pay for it and it's like a thing. And it's like, damn. So I skate, damn, I gotta do this. I gotta get this package. I gotta do this and that. And it's like, yo, you just, you gotta, you gotta skate. This ice can be sped up. You just skate, do your thing. Some people, you know, it's like, it's a whole thing that's wrapped into it, um, going to any kind of thing. Because you gotta think about, go to a climbing gym. There's a whole, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta really set out how much you're gonna pay for that. You're gonna pay for the day pass. You're gonna pay for the gear. You're gonna pay for somebody to teach you how to, that's like, yo, that's $70. You bring your whole family, that's like $70 a pop. If you go ice skating, you go to any of these spots, you gotta pay for this gear. You gotta pay if you wanna learn how to, if you, if you don't know, you wanna learn maybe. They got lessons, what, $50 a head. You bring your family, your kids, whoever, that's $200 for just going ice skating or something like that. So it, it just, it, they, they price us out. We don't have the, the expendable, we don't have the disposable money to just drop on doing some shit like that. It's not accessible. If it was just on the street, yo, there's an ice skating ring right there, you can go buy some skates for the low somewhere. We do have the money. <laughs> no, we do, but it's not. But I know what you mean. But I know what you mean. Like yeah, we don't have the money yeah. to do shit like that. That's not the type we of might, shit but we, might not have the we spend money on. Am I going to spend it on, am, if I have this money, if I'm going to spend it on this, am I going to spend it on that to have this new experience? That's that's really what it is. It's like I have this money. Am I gonna continue? To, am I gonna say per se? Am I gonna if I'm if I'm a cigarette smoker? Am I gonna buy these cigarettes or am I gonna pay for a day pass to go to this thing to just get a new experience? No, that's not gonna happen. People don't do that. And as you think about the money that goes into some of these vices and some of these things that people are doing, what are you gonna spend it on? Some of these vices, or you're gonna spend it on a new experience somewhere doing some other shit just because? You know. People don't people don't do that, and it's like I understand because it's like yo, I'm not gonna do shit by myself, whatever. But why not? <laughs> just do it, you know. I mean, find a friend. Maybe they want to do it. Just ask. One, all you need is one, and that just starts from there. But people be you know intimidated by I don't know. I think it's in, the people are intimidated by not feeling part. I don't know what it is, but you know. I'm here to do some stuff, I think. I want to build a rec center. Okay, you want to build a rec center. And a part, I think a rec center, like, I wonder what would you what would you have in it. I wonder what what do you mean by that? What kind of recreation would be in it? Um, what kind of recreational opportunities would people have? Um, I ultimately, I feel like, like, When it comes to doing some of these sports, any sport at all, whether it's basketball, football, soccer, anything, it's based on accessibility. And a lot of times, it's 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 a lot of times it's not based on like what we designed to be here for us. You know, I I don't know about in other communities, but in communities like that we're in right now it's like we're not we're not choosing to have a a a a, a, a specific amount of baseball fields that's funny i mean they didn't hear you just now oh there's baseball fields in washington heights because of the, the, the uh, because of the dominicans they demanded it in their communities. So, I feel like we maybe have to demand more baseball fields. Baseball is probably one of the 
greatest sports to 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 play as an athlete to have a career in. You know, it's a real, it's a good career where you're like, it's less likely for you to suffer major injuries to your body. You know, compared to basketball or football. Swimming too, but I'm talking about like you can make money. You can be like you can make millions, be an all star and all of that stuff compared to like basketball and football. Yeah. You can make the same amount of money, maybe yeah. even more, com- you know, because your career might be longer. You know, if you're really, really good, mm-hmm. um, and you have a lesser chance of being injured mm-hmm. traumatically mm-hmm. compared to like base basketball, mm-hmm. and sp- we know football is crazy, so we don't even have to go there, but. Uh, we wouldn't want to compare the injury risk. Baseball to football, that's just duh. But any sport, you know, even soccer, you know. So I think baseball should be more, there should be more opportunities for people to play baseball. Um, there should probably be more opportunities for, I don't know, like, some, I don't know, whatever, I don't know, like, maybe, like, what do you call them, like, swimming thing, something, terriums, places where niggas can swim. Where? There's pools. Not like, there's public pools, that's just open in the summertime. I'm talking about, like. All the time, black people swim? Yeah. YMCA or recreation center. There's no YMCA in the hood, in my hood. What about this recreation centers everywhere? But that's why I need to open up a recreation center with a pool. What else is gonna happen? Mm, it's gonna have a track. You know, you know me. Has to have a track. So it's gonna have a track. So it's gonna have a rock climbing wall. It's gonna have a batting cage. Of a basketball court, I've already scouted out a few locations actually in Brooklyn, and I'm working on just actually building the capital. I'm never haven't really looked into anything else besides that, in terms of you know getting this, getting these specific um, locations. But I got my eye on some stuff. Um, but a track, rock climbing, batting cage, basketball court, pool, maybe a boxing ring. If possible, and I don't know, just like doing programs and stuff like that. Um, hopefully, um, doing some coding in there. Um, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, um, like computers and labs and stuff like that. Um, like you know, workspace, all that kind of thing. Um, maybe it can be some sort of incubator system, like a STEM program. Um, know hopefully do some like work workshops and stuff like that you know I have a, a bunch of opportunities going on there um, maybe a studio where would this recreation center be located Brooklyn New York you know the drill <laughs> yeah studio podcast whatever you want to do you record whatever studio um, yeah, studio. Um, you know, I just think uh, a recreation center is important to have in the hood. You know, I, I went to school 
I live in Flatbush, Brooklyn. Still live there now, all my life. But I went to school in Park Slope, Brooklyn. If you know Brooklyn, you know the difference. Um, my mom sent me to Park Slope. She was like, "Yo, you're not going to school over here, whatever." So I went to school in Park Slope, Pace 39 on Sixth Avenue. Then I got kicked out of that school because I was violent. And I went to Pace 154 and went to Terrace, and even paler communities. <laughs> And then I went to um, MS88 on 7th Avenue, also in Park Slope. You know, it's kind of mixed, more mixed with Mexicans, and, but mostly white still. Um, that's where I learned about a lot of things about race. <laughs> um, but yeah, I went to school in Park Slope, and I got a lot of opportunities over there, just like going to the YMCA after school. And my mom was really adamant about getting me into these programs and applying for these grants because she was a single mother. She was able to apply for scholarships for me and stuff like that. With these people who were like, you know, looking for a token, really, I think, at this point, looking back at it, you know, just like, yo, this little, you know, Travis, oh, you need the opportunity, you know, his mom is struggling, whatever, do this for him, do that for him, so I got a lot of opportunities, you know, through that, and I'm grateful for those things, and I think those things wouldn't, wouldn't have, I don't know if I would have been afforded all those things if I would have went to school somewhere else, if my mom wouldn't have taken that initiative to put me in a school that wasn't in our neighborhood. But, you know, the YMCA necessarily that I remember, you know, that I used to go to after school was one of the things that, like, I think uh, contributed to me being out of trouble, especially in my neighborhood, just, like, going to after school, playing basketball, just doing it. It was, like, a safe haven kind of spot or the library or, like, just anywhere just, like, in that neighborhood, in that place. I, was, I, was, I wasn't getting into craziness necessarily. I mean, I did do, like, some – I did start to cut school and be in the hood and do other things. But I think um, – like the recreation center in my hood, the Boys and Girls Club, it's not a place where you necessarily think to go, but I want to change the stigmas of some of the like recreation centers and what's available in some of them in the hoods necessarily. I'm, I'm going to say this. YMCA is lit. They got a lot of stuff. Swimming pool, yoga, Tai Chi, basketball court, weight room, you know what I'm saying, a track, they got a lot of stuff in YMCA's, YMCA is really, really good, but the thing is, they, they, they not out here, those wrecks, so you trying to like compete with the YMCA, you trying to come through, not even compete, you're not about the competitive life, but you trying to provide stuff like them. Um, and I just think we need that more. We need that needs to be available more in different neighborhoods. So you might need to go thugger thugger and go chain mode, like specifically to each hood, because we need this in the hood. You know, we need these opportunities in the hood. They need to be affordable. The YMCA is pretty affordable. Hmm? The YMCA is pretty affordable. Yeah. So if you have something affordable, offering something as. But for some people, it might not be. My mom applied for the scholarship, she said that, so she couldn't afford it. For some people, the YMCA might not be affordable. Or they might not have the money, and the family might not have it. They send their kids to YMCA. My mom didn't necessarily she apply for like different scholarships and shit. Not got accepted, but if it wasn't for the thing necessarily, I wouldn't have gotten, or she wouldn't have been able to send me to those. She wouldn't be able to pay for the membership or whatever. It was a membership thing. It wasn't free. You know, some people aren't. They can't do. They can't do it. 
So, you know, hopefully whatever I build is, uh, not hopefully, but it will be affordable, you know. It won't be inaccessible. And if it can't be affordable, I don't know. I don't know what happened. You know, I have to do a lot of calculation, but that helps. I mean, that's that's just like, not not saying the long run, but that's not like happening. That's not like something I see happening like in, in the next five years necessarily because I have to, I, I have to build, you know, I have to build my, not only myself, but whatever I'm, you know, I, I do have to also build myself, but, you know, in order to sustain this, uh, Central Corporation. Um, yeah. So, in the meantime, while you're gaining experience to one day, you know, build these recreational centers. How do we also talk about? Because I feel like we we um keep coming back to sometimes people might not have the money, and I feel like that's a myth. Like a motherfucker, that's a myth. Like a motherfucker. So because we got the money, no, 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 no. We're gonna learn how to spend the money on those things. So I feel like maybe we need to start talking more about financial uh um you know finan- yeah, financial literacy financial security is what I was trying to think of financial security um because a lot of times we we're, we're financially insecure like we feel like we don't have it when we do you know like we're insecure we feel like we don't look good but we do out of my you know what I'm saying like I know I look good as a motherfucker feel me so, like, and you got to feel that way about yourself. You got to be secure about yourself. I can't tell you nothing about you. As a man, it's on you. You feel me? So I feel like we are financially insecure. And I don't know if anybody's talking about that, but that's the term I'm creating right now. In my mind, I made that term up. I don't care if somebody else thought of it already. But financially insecure, financial insecurity. I'm going to look that up. Financial insecurity. And I feel like this financial insecurity is widespread so much that it's it's allowing us to 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 be to do unhealthy things with our finances, unhealthy things with our money. So along the route of of, of this, we're going we're going to have to deal with this Financial uh, insecurity. We have to address that. You feel me? But um, thank you for sharing your experience. You know, with with outdoor sports, recreational, black men who didn't know how to swim for twenty one years, learned. 22 years, learn how to swim in a week. Um, and we're, we're, we're breaking the barriers. We're breaking the barriers of, of, of blacks. 
we're breaking the barriers of blacks in in extreme sports, blacks in outdoor sports. You know, we we I heard um what's the name? Rock in the Olympics. This is the first rock climbers in the Olympics this year, 2020 Tokyo. Why do we need to be in that shit? Why is it gonna be dominated by who the fuck? Who knows? Who I heard a joke by um. Eddie Griffin. Maybe people don't care about the Olympics, but I think it's cool. Rock climbing's about to be in the Olympics? This year coming up. You trying to qualify? Me? No, no, no. Maybe a part of it, but not actually the climber. Uh, type shit. Helping someone qualify? Helping someone else qualify. So he's trying to help someone qualify. He's going to be a part of... I really wanted to start a team. That's what I really want to do. I want to start a rock climbing um, team, and I think I will. I'm working on some plans to get into the... Um, mm, I can't talk about that actually. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, team is coming soon. Just now. Okay. See, this is the type of stuff we talking about. We breaking the barriers between blacks, um, with the black insecurity, and you know, and black insecurity. We breaking down the black insecurity barriers. We we financially insecure. We're we're athletically insecure even though we're so athletic and talent athletically talented and capable in every way how many people you know in the hood with the wickedest jump shot and nice on the court wilding with the crossovers nice nice and you're like nah he could have been in the a i swear he could have been in the a you know somebody who's doing weird dunks and all that you know what i'm saying they just not they just having fun in the park sometimes playing on a concrete breaking you know what I'm saying messing up their ankles when they could have been on that hardwood floor overseas somewhere even if they ain't go to the A it's a lot of opportunities out here for us and we got to start taking advantage of these opportunities in all different ways whether it's basketball whether it's outdoor sports whether it's 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 swimming kayaking rock climbing all of that um and that's what we're doing that's what you're doing so I appreciate you, brother. You feel me? If you, do you have anything else you want to say? Um, no, not really. I mean, I want to um tell tell um Marty Kubas to send some shit to me. I did. Why? Because I have no stuff. Oh, nah, it's not a market out there. They might not, people might not buy it. But, yeah, I just I just joined this track club. I mean, that's the really thing I'm focusing on right now. It's called Goldfinger Track Club. Yeah, it's, you know, some black people. Should be cool. We're going to be doing some stuff. Some stuff's coming soon, yeah. I mean, in the meantime, I'm doing, I'm doing a lot of things to build myself up to shine a light on these things. You know, I'm getting back into the... I don't want to say superficial life, but, you know, acting and all that stuff. Yes, I'm, focus- I'm actually focusing more act- on that stuff right now just to build, you know, I, I've really kind of been doing those things passively, just like being in shows and being in movies or whatever and not really like, I don't know, kind of making a point that, yo, I'm in that, I'm doing this, you know. But I think if I start to do that more or if I do work on getting more bigger things, I can have more of a voice and people will pay more attention to what I have to say on other things 
and I noticed that you know I have this platform and I have this I have these opportunities so I should I should go after them more and not just like just like do it passively and not just like you know not take advantage of op more opportunities that are given to me because there's a lot of opportunities that are given to me in terms of those kind of things that I don't take I'm just like I don't know I can't I don't want to but I think if I do more I think I will have more opportunity to shine a light on things that really matter but I think in due time you know it takes time one day at a time no doubt I look forward to the things that you about to do you know um grateful to know you to know that we got brothers out here that's not playing using their talents exclusively to enhance their lives and the lives of the people around them lives of the people that matter to them um so yeah this is the blue poetry podcast we wrapping up this conversation with trav and quindell if you don't know hold on what what you got okay he's about to situate the situation real quick why is this dog sleeping on my bag like that He's got a video. Oh, he got the video of is this cheating, um, this cheating or uh, invalidate a relationship? Make the relationship less valid, or makes the woman less valid. Got to talk about that next episode. Next time, Trav come back on the podcast. Want to talk about why? Cheating is invalid or valid. <laughs> like, is it valid or not? Like, all right. So if you don't know, you're about to know right now. You're about to learn. Education. Let's go. Just to see if God is sending messages, and every word I heard. Turned into wishes Dogs walking, bees buzzing What my blessings is And I learned to endure things Sometimes it's things Where the sunshine and rain You do your best to live And the worst is better than Never knowing how to go Fulfill your purpose when you start Putting effort in I couldn't move Till I got that call
my blessing. With my blessing.